This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. This is a part two of an interview with Dan DeMarcus and Dr. Barry Lucas, where they talk about the clubs that they do on campus. Dan helps run tabletop gaming, and Barry Lucas helps run our robotics clubs. And so they use these clubs in a lot of different um, ways to help kids build community, to help kids get through conflict, and to help kids build relationships with each other as well as with the teacher. We want to join the podcast now in continuing our discussion on clubs that we offer here at Clayton Bradley Academy. So going from that to the next conversation then, so we've got clubs like the the tabletop gaming where you know has a little bit of an art feel a little bit of that storyline creating those those roles and 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 stuff with D&D um, over to Dr. Lucas that's sitting at the table that is robotics um, on the thing it says Lego robotics but you were telling me before we started recording there's a little bit difference there so kind of get into that and then talk about like once again is this open just for anybody to come if they're interested if they're hearing this you know what are sure. their thoughts so, yeah so after last year's Lego Robotics competition, I had a group of kids that just wanted they, they we'd been doing you know practice after school, and they just wanted to keep keep coming, and so there was no competition you know requirements uh, that that kept them that, that kept them coming back, and what I found it, it was just this great environment for kids to come in and just be able to explore. You know, what is robotics? What can I build? Um, how do I code things? And so it, it, the, the, you know, it persisted and even grew through second semester without any sort of real official club status, I guess, last year. <laughs> and this year when we started talking about the Lego Robotics competition team again, there was a lot of thought that went into the rigor associated with that and yeah. how we wanted to have a focus on you know performance i mean just like any other team here uh, you know if it's a sports team you have expectations you know and absolutely so as we outlined you know the requirements or or kind of the <clears throat> the, the the thinking around what the competition team was going to look like and the requirements for that what i very quickly realized is i was about to exclude a large group of kids mm. that really wanted to have some outlet for robotics activities. So, um, so essentially, the competition team was formed, um, you know, with the expectation that you know we practice these days. You know, uh, we practice these Saturdays. Yeah. You know, these are the expectations. If we're practicing, you're expected to be here. And the competition is is what I would consider to be very scripted. You know, there's right. four activities that you have to do. And there's a lot of stuff that falls outside the purview of necessarily just robotics. Um, so there was this other huge demographic of kids that wanted that outlet, but didn't have the bandwidth or necessarily maybe even the interest, you know, to do it at that level, but still wanted to have, you know, their 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 you know their hands in it. Yeah. And so uh, the club. As Mr. D just said about uh, you know the the uh, the tabletop gaming club, is much more of a you know all are welcome come when you can. There's no okay. requirements on you know you got to show up every week. There is you know no requirements on what you have to know to become a part of that club. 
and the the numbers you know early this year the response was was pretty overwhelming and, yeah i remember uh, that um, <laughs> you came to me and said said hey can you can you start a club can so that a, we yeah, can, can uh, you do a club on the same day yeah, yeah. so that i because um, you can only have maybe 20 or 30 yeah, kids um, so I, I think the initial response from the middle school was like 32 kids oh and and i'm like what have i gotten myself into and the um um the, the very first meeting and I, I'm not going to violate any HIPAA laws I don't think here um the very I always have snacks yeah and and the very first meeting within 30 seconds I had you know I had a student who walked up to me with an open bag of cheese popcorn <laughs> I do remember and, and this day me, <laughs> I'm allergic to this okay like anaphylaxis allergic yes oh no so uh, you know in the office EpiPen but uh, and there was is, the end of the Lego robotics no, 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 no. right there <laughs> it, it has uh, it has calmed down since then and but the the great thing about it is it, it's truly an open environment where kids can just show up and you know whatever they feel like doing that day, you know, we'll break out all the old EV3, you know, Lego robots. Uh, I've got a tabletop full of, of years of, of Legos. And it's just great to see what they make. Yeah. And you never know what it is that they're going to make. But at the end of, you know, two hours, there's always something. And I think that's the, 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 the really cool thing about it is it doesn't have it's just it's like giving the kids the opportunity to play in the creek you know you just never know what you're going to find you just right. keep turn over rocks you keep putting stuff together uh, you know when i was a kid the best analogy I, I guess was like the wood pile and a hammer and a bunch of nails and yeah. but it, it's been a great opportunity to give you know a large group of kids some exposure to that and i had kids last year uh, or this year, last semester, who started off just coming to the club, and then within you know a couple of weeks, ask if hey, you you still have spots on you know on a team, and so it was really good. I think at introducing that the the concept to kids who ended up with you know a much bigger interest than you know if you didn't have that outlet, then those kids would have never you know, had that exposure and perhaps had that interest to, to go ahead and join the competitive team. Yeah. It's definitely the most popular club here at CBA. You think? Oh, I would say so. Okay. Well, yeah. I've never, <laughs> I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I do know that it's, it, I would agree. Um, if yeah. I was guessing, I'd say it's one of the most popular. When we um, had our two clubs on the same day, my, my turnout was very low. It was affected <laughs> by the Lego They were all robotics. down the hallway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, I think we had maybe four kids at Tabletop Gaming Club, and one of the kids was like, where's everybody else? And someone said, they're down at Dr. Lucas's room. I'm like, well. Do you offer snacks? Maybe it's We snack. don't. No, <laughs> so we don't because I don't want to get into the food allergy uh, <laughs> conflict that happened early for Dr. Messages. Lucas. But no, uh, I, we've actually, the kids have found popcorn in my room. They've. They've raided the cupboards, probably because my own kid knows where it's kept. But that's right. Yeah. I went to the bathroom. I came back, and there were four bags of microwave popcorn, <laughs> popped open. It smelled amazing. But that's and then right. of course the next week, one of the kids said, "Mr. D, are we having snacks again this week?" I'm like, 
No, that was a one-time deal. That's awesome. <laughs> so, and you know, inside of our model that we talk about here with highly effective teaching, and and there's a lot that goes into curriculum design and that sort of thing, which which we have talked about on the podcast, and we'll continue to talk about with with teachers and and what you guys do. It's it's amazing of what you do every day inside that model, but it's very relationship based, and it's very much a how do you one uh, how do you interact with others, and and how do you uh, you know, get a passion and help explain that passion and, and do it in a professional way and that sort of thing. But then there's also part of our mission being that collaboration piece. And both of you just described uh, clubs that are very much maybe an individual that, that wants to do it, but it's this environment, it's, it's a community all of a sudden. You know, you talked about with the Warhammer of this, this is a community that's way, may, way bigger than what we would have at CBA in, in major cities and have their own stores out here and, and that sort of thing. But looking at how do they interact with others and, and develop this community and then learn to collaborate in ways to to develop that so when you're looking at what happens and, and not that there's a lot of planning necessarily that goes into a, a, a tabletop gaming day but what is your goal i mean you're sitting there you're you're taking your time this is not something you're paid to do we don't require anybody here to do clubs um and so i ah, know sorry um but you guys volunteer to do that it's your own time it's your own uh, that you could be doing whatever else and you're choosing it to open your door and invite kids back in whenever they could be getting in a car and going home and building more of that community. So what is kind of what what's your goal whenever kids are coming in to, to tabletop gaming? What are you hoping they accomplish during that time? Right. Yeah. I You know, I think I mean, I grew up playing sports and I think for a lot of kids to, to try out for a sports team or to join a sports team, that's intimidating. And I think a club like Tabletop Gaming Club or like Robotics Club, I think is less intimidating for someone who wants to try something new. And so my ultimate goal for my club, and I'm sure Barry you know, agrees, is just to give those kids an opportunity that they feel that they can succeed and they can be confident in and it's not intimidating for them. Um, and then once they show up, I kind of let the the kids that are already there take over, and they yeah. use their, you know, their leadership skills and their compassion and you know creativity. And I mean, gosh, when when a new kid shows up to our club, it's like everybody kind of flocks to them, and they want to teach them what they're doing and show them what they're doing. And um, and that you know that happened just the first the first couple meetings. I mean, there was you know someone who came to the to tabletop gaming club and had no idea what either Warhammer or Dungeons and Dragons were and so a couple of the members you know just without even hesitation they just gave them some of their models that they had oh, wow. built and said hey look here's here's how you do it and they taught them and it, it was the full club time was spent just you know I was watching these two or three kids interact with each other and, and it was all about one of them teaching the others how to do it and offering help um I'll, I'll just explain really quick. So when I first had this idea of starting the Warhammer Club, um, uh, one of our club members, our eighth grader, he said that he had already received, when he went to the Warhammer store, he received a pamphlet that says, if you're interested in starting a school club, reach out to the Warhammer headquarters. And so I did, and they gave us two massive boxes of oh, wow. starter, a starter kit, basically two starter kits. And that starter kit, I mean, I, retail, it's probably $150 worth of 
plastic, oh you know, plastic models and paints uh, and rule guides uh, and, and everything. And so, so that was, that was pretty awesome. I mean, we went and picked it up and I remember, you know, Andrew, my son being so excited to go pick it up and, you know, we wanted to open it up right away. And I said, no, 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 let's wait until, till we have our first, uh, you know, or our next um, Warhammer club meeting. And so then we let all the kids at the club open it up. And I mean, it was, it was, you know, like receiving a, a birthday gift. I mean, they were, they were ecstatic. And so now we have, you know, we have a ton of material for anyone who wants to join the club who doesn't, because it's expensive. Warhammer is expensive. A, a single plastic figure, sometimes it can be, you know, 40, 50 bucks. Oh my goodness. Which is way more than what I remember a car model right, back yeah. in the day. But, but I mean, it's an expensive hobby. Um, the paint's expensive. The brushes are expensive. But, um, you know, these starter kits that we got for the club have been just outstanding, you know, as far as we have now enough resources and material for anyone who wants to join. I mean, it's the last the last at least a couple more years, I think. So that's but, awesome. uh, but I think that's the ultimate goal really is just for the kids that do come to the club to, um, you know, to, to feel welcome, to not feel intimidated. Um, and then obviously it's just great to see those interactions. I mean, I'll say one more thing and I'll let Barry talk, but, um, you're fine. Keep when they, <laughs> when they do compete, so if they play a game, it can get heated. Yeah. Just like any, you know, any, I mean, growing up playing Monopoly, our Monopoly games got very intense, very heated. Yeah. I've been, I've been part of more than one of those that got flipped. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> fair trading. I mean, as soon as someone <laughs> offers a trade and the other, the other player thinks that's not fair. Right, I mean, right. you're, t you're ganging up on me. You're taking advantage. I mean, those kind of things can happen in a, in a Warhammer game or a D and D game. And so, you know, oftentimes, I mean, I just sit back and, and I watch. And so I, I hope that the kids can, can, you know, solve the problem with peace. Um, yeah. and they do, uh, but it's, there's times where it gets very intense and, and the voices, uh, you know, elevate and it's, but they, they always, they, they, so far, knock on wood, they have always <laughs> been able to solve their problems, um, you know, yeah. on their own. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's another aspect of, I think these kind of, this kind of club is that they, they do have to problem solve and they do have to have uh, a good relationship with the other club members um, because, you know, anything that's controversial in a, in a tabletop gaming club situation, I mean, they, uh, they work themselves out or else, you know, or else they can't finish the game. So, right. But, but that conflict resolution, huge, uh, not a necessarily life skill to say conflict revolution resolution, right. but conflict resolution is a life skill of figuring that out because you're going to have it. Uh, in life and so that's awesome what, what about you dr Luke? so when you're thinking about robotics and and we've talked about two different kind of things here lego sure. robotics and just robotics club yeah but what's your goal what what's what's the like the, the, thing that you're hoping happens yeah i'm the, sure the, i'm sure arguments break out all the oh, time yeah. in re lego robotics <laughs> that's that, my that's piece my motor. That's yeah. My, yeah it's not like we have enough so Legos in there you have to play referee um, all the time right the, the the cool thing and again to just sort of follow on with what mr d said the, the thing that I love is when the kid walks in who's never been around Legos or coding or any of this stuff. And, you know, even at the sixth, seventh, eighth grade level, I mean, you've got kids that have been doing this for years, it seems. Yeah. And I love how it becomes very quickly a student led type of environment. You know, the competition aspect, I always, I mean, 
that's like teaching a class almost. I have to be prepared. You know, here's what we need to accomplish today. Today yeah. we're working on a presentation, or today we're working on this aspect of, of some challenge. And I feel like that is something where you know I'm doing a lot of leading. Students are still doing all the work, but the club aspect, the club environment, it gives those kids that, like I said, that that individualized outlet. But then what you very quickly find is, you know, the kids that have been doing this a while are bouncing around like I would in a class, you know, helping all the others. That's awesome. And, you know, that's part of our model here. You know what, it's not just a student can, you know, mastery here involves being able to teach someone else yeah. how to do it. And I, I think being able to work at that level with a peer, um, that's not always easy because sometimes that's not accepted on you know either side. Right. You know, I've got a kid who doesn't want to help another kid. And then you may have a kid who's just not open to being helped by a peer. Right. And so I think that peer-to-peer -peer mentoring, you know, tutoring uh, that exists just naturally in there is really cool. And the big thing for me, I think it gives kids the opportunity to, to, you know, to form those relationships amongst themselves that they don't necessarily get in the classroom. And it's a very different environment, you know, when you're in the lab for two hours in the afternoon than it is when you're in there for 45 minutes, you know, during a class, you know, in the middle of the day. Yeah. But then I think the other thing for me is it gives me the opportunity to engage with them in a way that I don't get to during that 45 minutes in, in class. You know, you've yeah. got two hours, you, know, you can bounce around and you can talk to them about you know, whatever is going on in their life. And you know, you've talked about this you know, with clubs in the past. If you really want to get to know a kid or Absolutely. if you really want to get to know a group of students, then you know, do a club. Yeah. And, um, and for me, you know, you're asking Mr. D's goal. Uh, you know, I see middle school as my, it's like my boot camp. It's like my training ground for <laughs> high school kids. Um, you know, if I can build the right type of relationships and engage with these kids, you know, and, and you know, sort of foster their interest in that at the sixth, seventh, eighth grade level, then when they get to high school, you know, you really have an opportunity to see those kids, you know, grow and flourish because that relationship piece is, is there. Yeah. And Linda Jordan, you know, the, the favorite saying that I have that, that came from her is, you know, kids don't learn from teachers they don't like. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, that opportunity to, I mean, it feels different for them. You know, this is not class time. Right. You know, this is this is time to have fun and you know to see what we can create but for me it's also just that opportunity to build that relationship so that when that kid gets to high school and you know wants to do more they want to take it to that next level and you know for me I'm looking back this is my sixth year you know I'm looking you know, my, my juniors and seniors were sixth and seventh graders when I came here and looking at, at how they've matured over the years uh, and you know to, to the high school level that's really fun to watch and yeah. so to, to have that level of engagement with the kids when they're young and get to kind of foster that growth um, to me that that's that's one of the most exciting aspects and one of the reasons that, that you know I really do it that's awesome you know I I've I was one when I was in the classroom I loved clinics we had we had some clinics that would be like nine weeks clinics and I clinics and clubs I loved uh, being a part of those and and um, 
because of what you said, it's that you kind of get some of the barriers down that people put up when they walk into the class. You know, I was a science teacher and, and would regularly have kids just come in the class and like, I don't, I'm not good at science. I don't like science. Well, so there was a barrier there that as a teacher now I'm trying to, to get through. But when you're outside of that class time and they're not thinking of you as their science teacher or their math teacher or their, and they're just able to interact with you as like you're a human that doesn't live at the school, although we are here a lot, uh, but, you know, gets to kind of take the veil off, so to speak, and say, wait, this is just a real person. Um, and then they let their guard down a little bit and you can start to find what they like and what they don't like and and uh, kind of get down to the core of, of who they are. It, it's fantastic. One of my favorite, uh, which is also something that is connected to stuff you do outside of school, is uh, we did a biking clinic. I have no clue what I'm doing uh, in biking other than just like I ride bikes on trails. Like that's all I do. Occasionally, like in, you know, on break, I'll ride my bike. I can, I've now figured out a way to get from my house to the school with, with very little road riding. It's all, you know, green belts and, and sidewalks for the most part. But, uh, you know, I, I just approached and said, hey, can we do this? Like, can kids bring their bikes to school? And after school, a couple of days a week, we're just going to ride around. And it was like, well, where are you going to ride? And I'm like, I don't know. At that time, a green belt wasn't connected. And so we just rode through the neighborhoods that are <laughs> near the school. Um, I remember I panicked one day. I got back to the school. And, you know, because when you're out there riding, you kind of start to get spread out a little bit. And we're trying to keep track of everybody. And I got back to the school. And sure enough, I was I was down a kid. And it was like. <laughs> they just pulled in their driveway and stayed yeah, home. Maybe I was not. like, where did this kid go? And, and I talked to their parent. And I was like, listen, I don't know where the kid is yet. We will find them. I promise. Like, they, they you know, we were within a a one or two mile radius of the school like we were just kind of going in a circle but we were going through some neighborhoods and sure enough here comes this kid down the trail like right out i was so relieved i was like one i'm getting i'm getting fired today two um you know it's like how can i lose a kid and sure the kid something had happened he was near the back something happened he didn't yell ahead to anybody or try to get anybody's attention and he kind of lost where everybody else went so he just got on a trail that he knew went back to the school and rode back to the school which was great that he did that you know but I was so I was like, yeah, I'm getting fired today. When I turned around and couldn't, I mean, I didn't know where he went. Um, we had a long discussion that day. But it's <laughs> yeah, when you get out there and you're like riding around with kids, and I mean, we weren't trying to like go 30 miles an hour. Like we were just casual riding, and and we would go, you know, we think we can make it up this hill today. Everybody good with us trying to make it up this hill? You know, sure, you know. And you're accomplishing these like random goals of like, hey, we did it. Good job, guys. You know, you learned your gears or. You know, just this stuff that in the scope of life doesn't matter on what we were learning that day, but in the scope of interacting with other humans and, and letting your guard down and really starting to build a relationship was huge. And yeah. One last comment about just the, the, the club aspect of it. I, I think it takes your, your comment about the classroom to me is really important because it takes um, it, it's it's no longer a chore or a task. Yeah. You know, it's just something that you do and it's fun. And that's what my graduate school advisors made science and learning for me. That's awesome. And, you know, it was never like you were going to work. And classes, okay. But the time in the lab, you know, with the people that, you know, wanted to be there and experiencing that. And that to me, it, it, it's a, you know, the kids are learning. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, the, the two hours they're in there working, they are learning and it's very individualized, but it, it's not like a classroom setting, you know, and I think that's one of the big things is it, it 
it takes away that that idea that you can't have fun while you're doing something you know that's engaging or engineering you know robotics yeah. isn't fun i mean everything about it can be fun and i think it gives kids that that unique experience or outlook that again you're not just going to get that in you know in a classroom setting all the time yeah um so I, that that to me is is perhaps the the you know the biggest thing that that i want kids to take away from this is that, look you know it, it you know yeah sometimes it's going to be hard work and yeah sometimes we're going to have to buckle down but there can you can have a lot of fun doing stuff like this um and you know you can have a career doing stuff like this that can look like this yeah absolutely and we've shared you know we we had some very similar lab experiences i think with some just people that that it were interested in investing in me as a person in the lab yeah and i know that you know you've had that same uh experience with some of the your mentors and uh, that's it's that's something special that not everybody gets to and I think if we had more of that we would have some uh, some people that that chose different paths maybe than the ones that, that they choose and so thank you both for coming in I don't want to take you, uh, your whole afternoon we've already gone well over what I uh, asked you to, to give today so thank you for that and and um, we just appreciate what you guys do in the club arena as well as in the classroom arena how you guys build relationships with kids and and take personal time to invest in and you know, helping a kid get through conflict and helping a kid get through relationships. Yeah. At, at one last comment. And, yeah. and again, uh, this doesn't go overlooked. Okay. Um, I only get to do what I am able to do because of the support that I have of administration and, and people like you. Oh, thank uh, you. I mean, my lab looks like it does because you guys have enabled me to, to make it that. Um, one of my favorite stories is you know I, I love this drone curriculum that we do yeah but as my classes grew we it very quickly became difficult just because of the limitations on hardware so uh, i'll tell a little story about mr terry <laughs> he, he came to my to my classroom during curriculum night and i was talking about how my class sizes had grown and i was concerned that i wasn't going to be able to do the drone curriculum because we didn't have the hardware and he had not been out of my classroom more than 10 minutes until I get a text message from him that is like, what do you need to, 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 to keep this going? <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's the kind of support that we have around here that enable programs like mine to take yeah. place. I mean, uh, you know, you think a, uh, you know, a Warhammer model is expensive. Go try to buy, you know, a new Lego Spike Prime robot. Right, right. Uh, so, uh, so, again, well, just thank you for all that you guys do to enable you know all the, the things that do happen around absolutely here. that's an easy shift of funds whenever we're talking about all the other things that we're trying to sometimes pay for that you go really um why are we doing this uh, and and trying to process like the whole reason behind it and and that was an easy one to say hey we got to shift some stuff around here because this is this is impacting kids in a positive way and and setting some careers in motion and we want to make sure that keeps happening well, thank so, you uh, it's been great. Thank you both for sitting down today. Thank thanks. you. Yeah, thanks for having us. This has been the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. This has been a two-part interview with Dan DeMarcus and Barry Lucas, where they've talked about clubs and the way that clubs are used on our campus with the two that they do, tabletop gaming and robotics how those clubs help build relationships, community, conflict resolution, and so much more in that realm of, of just a helping kids to interact with others and to interact with the teachers that are in the room. 
If you want to find out more about CBA, you can follow us on our website, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org, or you can find us on social media platforms with at CBA STEM or at Clayton Bradley Academy. We hope you have a wonderful day.